Welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church Podcast. Today's episode will be one of our weekly devotionals. These devotionals are typically shot live uh, via Facebook and have been condensed down into an audio version for this podcast. We hope you enjoy the practical biblical teaching you will hear and that you will learn how to better apply God's truth to your life. What is more important than knowing God's will as a believer? Mm. Well, take your Bible and turn to Ephesians chapter 5. We'll uh, pick up with verse uh, 15, uh, 16, and 17. Uh, that's going to be our text for at least the next uh, uh, three sessions, I believe. Uh, we'll see how the Lord leads there. Um, but knowing God's will for your life. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, that's very carefully, be careful how you order your life, not as fools, of course a fool doesn't care how he lives his life, right? But as wise, wise people do. Redeeming the time because the days are evil, and we certainly live in evil days and we need to make the most of the time that the Lord has given us. We're each given an allotted period of time, we don't know what that is. But we're to use it to the fullest, and let's be honest, we all waste an enormous amount of time. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's not our verse. Uh, let's look at verse 17. Wherefore, be not unwise, walk as a wise person. So he says, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. <clears throat> Do you understand God's will for your life. Very, very important. Number one at the top of the list in the Christian life. So Ben, lead us in a word of prayer and we'll get into our devotions. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for the stay. Thank you for all your wonderful blessings, Father. Thank you for giving us the ability to once again connect here online. Pray that you'll show us some truths from your word this morning. Help us to better understand your will, what it is, how to find it, what it looks like, and just uh, speak to us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I'm going to throw out a question to you. Does God have a will for your life? Well, the obvious answer to that is yes. Be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And as I was thinking about that, even just this morning, I thought all the way back to Genesis and what God said to Adam. It says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. So God said to Adam, my will for your life is to dress and to keep the garden in which I am placing you. So we can go all the way back to the beginning and see that God always had a will for man. Mm. So does God, does God, why don't you think about this? You can think about this too and chime in here if you want to, Ben. Does God call a person to an occupation? or to a marriage, or to a college, or to a church. I know when folks visit our church and they're thinking about attending our church, my wife and I try to at least go out with them and talk with them, and we always say to them, listen, if God wants you with us, then we want you here. But if God doesn't want you at fellowship, then we don't want you. Yeah. So does God call someone to become a member of a church? Uh, does he call us to live in a certain place as he would call a man to the ministry. Hmm. You know, whenever we think of the call of God, we think of God calling preachers, right? 
or missionaries into the ministry. But what do you think? Does God call us into all of these different areas of life, just like when I was a young man, he called me into the ministry? Romans 12, 1 and 2. Could you quote it, Ben? Uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2, <laughs> off the top of my head. I beseech. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Word perfect. I don't know okay, if King I got that Okay, King James exact, word perfect. I don't know if I got that exactly You did. Right. <laughs> perfect will of God. Does God have a perfect will for my life? Mm. Does God have a perfect will for your life? For the last several mornings, I will say for probably the last week and a half or more, when I've come out to get in my truck, there is a bird that has started to build a nest on my rear tire. Huh. Every day. Every day I get in my truck and I drive away and ruin its nest, and the next day it started to build that nest again. Hmm. That's pretty foolish, isn't it? That's determination. It, it just doesn't get it. You hmm. know, this is not the place to build a nest. It's definitely not the will of God for that bird to build a nest on my tire. See, if we don't do things according to God's will, it doesn't work out too well for us. Hmm. That's why his will is good, perfect, <clears throat> It's acceptable. We need to accept it because God has a, a wonderful plan and purpose for our life, but it'll only be found in the center of his will. So um, I, I got a verse down there, Romans 8, 28 through 30. Would you read that for us, Ben? Yes, and it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Okay, there's a phrase. To them that are the what? Called called according to his purpose purpose so it's very clear in scripture that god has a purpose for my life and he has a purpose for your life mm. and for every one of you that are listening to us here this morning so let's talk about that that term the will of god what what does the will of god mean so i looked up that word will this is so interesting to me in the greek it's the word thelma your grandma's name was Thelma. Yeah. My mom's name was Thelma. I never knew what that meant, but the word Thelma, will, means that which is willed, a deliberate design, that which is purposed or desired. Hmm. The will of God, then, let's get that definition in there. The will of God is God's deliberate design, his desire and purpose for my life and your life. Mm. Now that is incredible that God loves us so much that he has a pre-planned purpose for our lives. And once we find what his plan and purpose is for our life and we walk according to it, that's when we have the greatest fulfillment in life. You know, we talked about joy here the past uh, uh, three sessions together the joy of the Lord would be walking right in the center of God's perfect will for your life. That's when things will go the best for you. Mm. Um, <clears throat> let's go to Jeremiah. I jotted that down. And, and this is God's call to Jeremiah. 
All right, let's let's read it here. Jeremiah uh, chapter 1, yep. verses 5 through 10. Yep. The Bible says uh, here in Jeremiah, uh, Before I formed thee in the belly, this is of course God speaking to Jeremiah in this passage, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Stop and think about that. Before Jeremiah was even conceived hmm. in the womb of his mother. God had a plan for him. God had a plan for him. Keep reading there. Let's, let's see what God's plan for Jeremiah was. Then said I, ah, Lord God, uh, behold, I cannot speak. So this is Jeremiah now uh, speaking back to God. So God speaking to Jeremiah. Now, now he's kind of resisting now, isn't he? Now Jeremiah, yeah. The Lord's telling him what his will is for his life, and Jeremiah's kind of saying, ah, that's not really where I want to go with my life. Mm. Then said I, ah, Lord God. So he's like, whoa, easy, easy. Behold, I cannot speak. So uh, I think interestingly making excuses mm. as so many of us do and uh, looking at our inadequacies. And uh, how often do we look at our inadequacies when God asks us to do something or our, our own personal insecurities. That's something I always struggle with is my inadequacies, my insecurities, my lack of education, my, uh, the list could go on and on, um, you know. Uh, I think that's true for me. When God unfolded his plan for my life, most of you here have heard my testimony, how I felt totally inadequate of ever pursuing God's will for my life. And I started to head off another direction. I'm so glad the Lord brought me back uh, to what his will was for my mm. life. But Come on, let's be honest. We're very much like Jeremiah here. Uh, we realize what God has for us, and uh, we're just very hesitant to go into that, in that direction. Mm. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, so God talking back to Jeremiah again, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I shall command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith hey, stop the Lord. Right, stop right there. So we find fear was also in mm. his heart. I'm inadequate. I can't do this. And he was filled with fear in stepping out and doing what now he knows mm. God wants him to do. Mm. Well, we've got a little bit to finish up there. Yep. Um, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build up and to plant. In the days ahead of us, as the Lord allows us to, we're going to talk about how do, how do we discover God's will for our life. We can't get there today. It's already 20 after. Oh my goodness. So we, we, we just can't even delve into that today. But just let me throw this last thought out for you. And that is, if, if we refuse... Now, Jeremiah at first was fighting the Lord. He then did give in to the Lord's will and became an incredible prophet. Mm. Okay, But if we get to that point where we say, Lord, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do what I know you want me to do. And, and think about that. How many times do we know what God wants us to do in our life, but we just refuse to do it? Hmm. You know, we don't want to look at ourselves as being rebellious toward the Lord, but 
it really is when we know what his will is and, and we don't pursue that. But what are the ramifications of that? I, I thought of this, and, and I'll just wind this up with, with this verse. I really want to go further today, but we can't. Uh, it's Romans chapter 2, verse 17 through verse 14. Uh, Paul says, Behold, thou art called a Jew. Now we, would, we could substitute a Christian in there. You call yourself a Christian. And he's writing to believing Jews there at Rome, church at Rome. He said, Behold, thou art called a Jew, and rest in the law, and makest thy boast of God. Now notice it says here, Ben, and knowest his will. Hmm. They knew the word of God. They knew what God's will was for them to do. He said, and approvest the things that are more excellent. They knew the right way to go in life. Being instructed out of the law, they were going to church. They knew the scriptures. <laughs> they knew the scriptures. And are confident that thou thyself are a guide to the blind, a light to them which are in darkness. We think we can you know, give people the right answers. An instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge of the truth in the law. Thou therefore, which teacheth another, teach thyself. Hmm. You ever heard the phrase, we ought to be practicing what we're preaching? Yeah. Teach thyself. Thou that preachest a man should not steal, dost thou steal? Hmm. Thou sayest a man should not commit adultery, dost thou commit adultery? Thou that abhorrest idols... Dost thou commit sacrilege? I looked up that word sacrilege. It means a misuse of what is regarded as sacred. Mm. Thou makest thy boast in the law. I know God's word. Thou breakest the law. Then he says this, thou dishonorest God. When we know what God wants us to do in our lives, and most of us know more of what we should do than we're doing, let's get honest. We dishonor the Lord, but it goes even further. For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you. Hmm. What a poor testimony it is for a Christian who knows his will, who is set in church and has been instructed out of this blessed book not to have the follow through for whatever reason to live out God's will in your life. Hmm. Well, that is really where we need to stop today. Um, next time we get together, we're going to look at maybe what would be some of the reasons that, that God would not reveal his will. Hmm. Would, it, would that be possible? That God said, I'm not, I'm not even going to show you what my will is because you're not even living what I've already showed you. Hmm. So we'll come back to that. I wanted to cover that today. And so we're sorry we had all the glitching going on and no sound and Happens. we were frozen and... But hopefully you were able to take something from today that will prepare your heart uh, for where we're going to go in this, uh, in this series for the next few days. I think some big takeaways from today is one, don't let your own personal insecurities keep you from doing God's will. Um, I, would never, I would never be in the ministry if that was the case. Yeah, there's been, and listen, we, we all struggle with insecurities. 
Um, I struggle with so many insecurities. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I, I fumble over my words. I sound stupid. We look dumb on camera. Just <laughs> so many. Oh, that's true. So many things that we struggle with. And we can't allow those things to keep us from doing God's will in our lives. Um, you know, I struggle with them. I'm sure you struggle with insecurities. You know, what insecurities do you struggle with? What insecurities do you struggle with that are keeping you from stepping out in faith and doing something God is asking you to do? I can't really make a difference. You know, it, it doesn't tell us how Jeremiah got over it. You know, he certainly was fighting the Lord big time. So was Moses. Yeah. Remember how Moses fought the Lord and what the Lord was calling him to do. Um, and how those men, you know, I really would like to talk to Jeremiah and say, hey, Jeremiah, this is a pretty amazing thing that the Lord was calling him to do. How did you get over that? Hmm. What brought you to the point? And, and next time we're going to look at surrender. Uh, what brought you to that point of surrender? Yeah. So listen, Jeremiah struggled with insecurities. Moses struggled with insecurities. David struggled with insecurities. Um we it's just we all do which is a great place to be because then we can fully depend on christ and uh trust in god know that this is not something we can do in and of ourselves and i don't know what it is i don't know what that is for your life something god is asking you to do that you don't want to do or you feel inadequate to do and it can go all the way from teaching a sunday school class singing in church uh, doing live stream doing live stream ben, ben has been on me forever what do you call it? A podcast? Yeah. To do podcasts. And I'm like, I don't want to do these podcasts. I, don't, I, I felt totally inadequate in doing it. And uh, finally we did it. And uh, I still feel inadequate in doing it. Ben said, you know what, Dad? You should listen to yourself preach so you can get better at preaching. And so I listened to myself preach. I said, I'll never do that again. My, You poor people having to listen to me preach. I really feel sorry for you. Yeah, it's one of the things that they teach to, to help actually. Uh, some of the teaching I got was in order to help you overcome your insecurities is to listen to yourself speak and watch yourself speak. That and, made me more insecure. Yeah, well, they said... You just got to be willing to do it. It's hard to do, but you have to get a realistic view of what you look like and, and all of those things. To, you know, it's, Anyways, it's, it's really good teaching to try to do those things. But what is God asking you to do? And what insecurities are keeping you from doing that? Recognize them as insecurities and just surrender those over to the Lord. Yeah. And just say, God, just take these. I can't do that. You're, it, you're in a great place. Without faith, we cannot please Him anyway. So just step out in faith. And I think you'd be blown away, you know, the more I grow and I get to talk to maybe some higher profile people that have done great things in their life, you'll be amazed at how many of those men, women that have done incredible things struggle with deep, deep insecurities. But I think the key is they recognize the fact that they have insecurities and they're willing to call them out as insecurities. And uh, they're willing to just say, listen, I'm too weak to do this. I'm not smart enough. Uh, I'm too weak. Uh, I just don't have the ability. And those are the people that become some of the greatest leaders because they're willing to recognize their insecurities. They're willing to throw their, their dependence upon Christ. And then they're willing to um, surround themselves with people that are stronger in the areas that they're weaker in. But in order to do that, you have to recognize the fact that I'm weak, I'm dumb, I just don't have the ability. And I need other people, and most of all, I need God. 
So uh, that's that's a big takeaway I got. Remember what Paul said? When I am weak, then I am strong through yeah, Christ. Yeah. Does God need our abilities or does he need our availability? You know, you speaking of Paul just reminded me of a passage I was reading. Um, I don't know if I was reading or listening yesterday because uh, I like to re- listen to audio Bible, but uh, Paul was talking about his, his the infirmity of the flesh that God gave him. But Paul also talked in another passage. He said, if you think you have area to boast, like I have an area to boast, I was longer short of it. He's like, I'm, I was the smartest. Pharisee of the Pharisees. Pharisee of the Pharisees. I was the, the best. Like I was the best at practicing the law. He made my, I made my boast in the law. I could not be accused. <laughs> I know the Bible better than anyone else. I couldn't be accused of failing in anything. So he, he, he gave a whole list of credentials that he said, if you think you have an area to boast, I had an area to boast. But then what did God do? God gave him an infirmity of the flesh. He gave him uh, something. Uh, what did Paul call it? Messenger of Satan to Mes- buffet him? Messenger of Satan. We don't know exactly what it was, if it was an individual, if it was an infirmity. Uh, there's different theories out there. But the point is, God gave Paul something to humble him and make him unavailable, insecure. Uh, he gave him a weakness, and Paul thanked God for it. Yeah. And so this is from God to help me stay humble, to make me realize I can't do this on my own. I need him. So even Paul, smarter, more capable, more righteous than any of us will ever be in our entire lives, recognize the fact I cannot do this without God. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath God not made foolish the wisdom of this world? Mm. Mm. So listen, we're all just weak. We need Christ. We need God. And uh, we can't do his will without it. So anyways, sorry. I didn't even get through the first page. I'm dumb chattering. <laughs> we love you guys. Walk in the center of his will. Yeah, quickly. Um, let's see here. We've got uh, church this Sunday. Uh, this is where I'm going. Okay. Okay. What do we got? Right now I'm going with learning uh, to be content. Mm. And God's will blends into that. Okay, because it is God's will for us to be content in whatsoever state we find ourselves. And we're all now in a state where we never thought we would ever find ourselves. Mm. But are we content even in this state? Mm. Um, so we'll, that seems to be where the Lord is leading us. Okay, awesome. So that'll be at 11. That'll be 11. Uh, Mr. Kronbach has Sunday school. That'll be at 10 a.m. <clears throat> and uh, so anyways, that's, that's what we have coming up next. I'm trying to think. Uh, not a lot of we, announcements. <laughs> well, we need to be praying about, uh, it looks like some states are starting to open up now. Our governor. We'll find out later today. Yeah, she sounds like she's going to extend this whole thing. Uh, but uh, my uh, brother-in-law just sent me last night, I haven't pulled it up yet, from Christian Law Association, some guidelines that churches, uh, recommendations uh, on how we should begin to open back up our ministries. Uh, so we're going to be pulling all this information together. I'm sure the state is going to have some uh, suggestions for us as well. Uh, so this all has to do with discerning the will of God. Yeah. Um, and so I really believe, you know, I, I know we've gotten some response that people are a little fearful about how we're going to approach this. Listen, you don't need to fear. God's going to show us exactly 
how to reopen our ministries according to his will, and we don't have to have any fear factor involved here. Yeah. So just continue to pray that God will lead, guide, and direct, and we know he will. Amen. And, uh, no fear. No, no fear. So that's what we got coming up, and uh, we look forward <clears throat> to seeing you guys this Sunday, 10 a.m. for Sunday uh, school, uh, 11 a.m. for main service, and then I've also been getting a lot of videos from our missionaries. We're going to be getting those updates Sunday night, 5.30 for our, our mission time with um, uh, Mike Corser, our mission director. And I got about, I think, seven uh, video messages from our missionaries. We probably won't be able to get through all of them, so we'll probably give some mission updates, get a few in, and every week we'll, we'll show you a, a few more of the updates from our missionaries. But I've uh, been enjoying getting those. So I, just, uh, mess I was just messaging right before Pastor walked in, Bud Rader, our missionary... Uh, down in Brazil, right? He's in Brazil? Bolivia. Bolivia. Oh, I'll give the, he's down in Bolivia. So anyways, he's going to be sending him to me. I had to download a special app in order to get in contact with him. So working hard, uh, getting in contact with missionaries, thankful for what they're doing. All right, let's close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. And uh, Father, for the direction that it gives us into your will, that we would not be unwise, but we would understand what your will is in every given situation in life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you. See you guys. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.